For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. And we're recording. So, uh, Todd, I'll, I'll start with uh, this. How excited are you about upcoming week one? And we saw what happened in that last preseason game against the Rams. They really need to play their starters, I think, in this coming week in week one. But starting the season zero and zero, it's going to be fantastic. I mean, I'm super excited about this season. What say well, you, sir? I, I think it's incredibly bright that the NFL finally agrees with most of their fans and they've cut the season back to 16 games. And boy, the Seahawks needed that last preseason game to iron things out, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I mean, they looked horrible. I'm glad that wasn't a real game because <laughs> talk about worrying the rest of the season. I mean, that was that was atrocious. But I mean, their starters got a lot of play. Um, it was weird how they they set out Cross and Lucas for most of the second half, but I guess that's so they wouldn't get injured going into the week one. But um, anyway, yeah. So overall, uh, you know, not a great performance, but at least it didn't count. So. Uh, <laughs> I do I do want to qualify something. I don't think it was a terrible game. The, the end result, obviously, right? Not but, for I mean, the Rams. The, the first half, the Seahawks played. They didn't. They weren't great by any means, but they were. They scored on three of their four drives, right? They missed the fourth scoring drive. Yeah, you're right. They should have scored on that, so they didn't punt once. The the Rams basically didn't stop them from scoring in the first half at all. Yeah, they should have scored more than thirteen, of course. But the Rams had one scoring drive. Then we blocked a field goal. They missed a field goal. So they had three possible scoring drives, but only one good drive, really. So looking at the first half, is like, hey, we're going to win this game. And that'd be kind of tough. But it wouldn't. And then the second half happened, and that's one of the worst halves of football they have ever played. We've both written about, you know, historically, they've had, yes, they've actually had a, a worse game, which both halves were almost were worse. But... The year was 1867. <laughs> Stonewall Jackson, one-armed quarterback, was. Um, yeah. yeah, I. Uh, there were worse performances, and a lot of people, you know, they're go, they're jumping on the anti-Geno bandwagon again. Geno is one of the few people who actually showed up for this game. Yeah, anybody who watches that game is like, you know, Geno Smith was the problem. I'm like, did you not watch literally everybody else that was playing except for Michael Dixon? Because it was just like yeah. I, there wasn't – and Kenneth Walker, who didn't get the ball enough. That, yeah. this, that was my concern. When I was watching the first half, and all jokes aside, it was a real game. They lost. They got smoked. So they're 0-1 to start the season. When I was watching the game, um, I, I kept thinking, I wish they were scoring touchdowns. And 13-7, to I was like, the Rams yeah. just need a touchdown to take the lead. I didn't feel – I didn't ever feel comfortable. I thought, yeah, they're, they're moving the ball, but really they need touchdowns against this team. They need touchdowns right. instead of field goals. You never want to settle, settle for field goals. Right. Yeah. But I just, they looked out of sync, even when they were driving, like they did. Walker's running, give him the ball. And he ran 12 times and there's, they could have kept giving him the ball in the second half. It really didn't get out of 
out of control until the fourth quarter, right? Exactly. Like, cause they couldn't stop the Rams, but it was, and they couldn't do anything offensively. But I was like, just why are they not giving the ball to Walker more? You know, it felt like, it felt like the start of last year when they didn't give the ball to Rashad Penny enough to start the season. Right. And, and then they're I doing swear the to thing. God, the next person who says Pete runs the ball too much, I'm going to pull their esophagus out of their body. Because he's thinking he wants to run the ball, and that's why the offense is out of sync. How many times have we said, where'd the running game go? And then Pete famously, this was a couple of years ago, said, oh, well, you know, we kind of lost track of, of, the, of the counts. I was like, dude. <laughs> I wrote an article. It's like, hey, you got like three million fans. They're going to apply. He's like, I'll volunteer. I'll keep the snap counts going. It's like, hey, you know what? You've got the guy who should have been the offensive rookie of the year. And you've only given him the ball three times so far this half. What are you doing? Yeah, well, in Pete's defense, when he was talking about that, got taken out of context. He was actually talking about a chocolate-flavored cereal, if I remember. Um, but <laughs> yeah, of course you never want to say that. How does this keep happening? To start the season, they did this, what, for four, first three or four games last year, right? In the second game, they got way behind the 49ers, but they still they, didn't run the they, ball. They did it to Chris Carson the year before that. I mean, they do it every damn year. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they want to run the ball to set up the big plays, but they don't. Yeah, but it's, it's like because the run was working. Ball. You, you kind of want to throw them right. off. That's working. We'll get yeah. back to it after we fall behind by 17 points. It's so frustrating. It's frustrating when they do it, but it's even more frustrating when people don't pay attention to what the hell is going on in the game. And then they completely divorce reality from their preconceived notion. It's like, Pete only wants to run the ball. Oh, my God, I wish he would. <laughs> I, I uh, Pete, Pete only wants to run the ball, and then they uh, Geno Smith is the problem. <laughs> it's like those are two yeah. diverging yeah. Uh, theories. It's like that doesn't make any sense. But Pete yeah, I mean, run the ball in the first half, and in the second half, everybody. And yeah, I know Pete doesn't call the offensive plays, but he's the head coach. He can step in and say, you know, True. I don't like the trend here. Why are we passing six straight times when the Rams know we're going to pass six straight times? What are you doing? You know what we should do on third and four with the game still in doubt? Just throw a fade pass down the sideline. Now, that could have been – Gino should have known better to, than to throw that pass. It wasn't a bad pass. He just – DK Metcalf was not open, right? Right. So that wasn't necessarily Gino's fault. That, but that was the play call. So, I mean, right. that was it. And you think, oh, okay. The, the problem was the pass was – and it, again, this is not dissing Gino. He threw a pass where only DK could have caught it. Had it been catchable, but it wasn't. Right. Um, and I know people have talked about Gino, like when Aaron Donald ran, sprinted up the middle and he was like, oh, my God. And, and I actually wrote an article maybe today. I don't know about that, but it was <laughs> a, a part of that. Uh, the article was about that. But it was more like um, no, actually it's tomorrow being Wednesday. But it was more like I wonder if Gino was like, oh, my God, Aaron Donald's coming straight towards me because he almost threw a pick or more just like what the F is wrong with my blocking at this point? Because the yeah. second half, he was under duration. I think, I think that was more the case. And honestly, Duress, not duration. Honestly, mm, yeah, I can understand. Even if you're a professional, if Aaron Donald has a clear shot at you. I can understand saying, oh, my God. But I'm thinking much more. It's like uh, you guys are paid, right? You're not volunteers <laughs> that we pull a lot of the stands to replace guys who are really good tackles. Yeah, yeah, I, I swear. I mean... The game was so frustrating because they did so many things wrong. And above all, above all, the coaching staff did things wrong. They yeah. didn't put their players in position to well, even have a the chance game, to win. Before the game, they did stuff wrong. 
not even during the game. They, they oh, sure. Seahawks were unprepared, and that's on the coaching staff. Yeah, they were. They were, like you said, they were flat. I, I don't remember flat. if you said it in a. I think I tweeted it maybe thirty it. to thirty-five times. <laughs> no, but I mean, but like before the game, that that it was they were basically they were playing as if they were in a like they'd won seven in a row, and they're playing yep. a non-division opponent. Blah blah blah. So and that happens, right? You're flat after and a big emotional win, like if they beat the like they blow up the Niners, you know, to tie. They look the like they did against the Buccaneers that. last year. Yeah, exactly. And that, how that was the same like game, that, basically. How you can look like, yeah, how you can look like that in the first game of the season is unacceptable. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that's and, that's on. I mean, I, Pete did say, you know, I, I got to do a better job. He more right. said what happened at halftime. Although I think the team just wasn't prepared ever. Maybe they come out, they're going to lose to the Lions. The Lions are a good team. They're going to lose. It's in Detroit. They're zero and two. And I don't think there's, to, in my own mind, there's no question. They start off 0-2. Um, they still need to salvage 2-2. Two and two. I was hoping for 3-1, and one, as we've talked about prior, prior podcasts and stuff like that. But, yeah. And I really think they should have beaten the Rams because I still think on paper. But it just goes Absolutely. to the way Sean McVay had his team prepared and what they're going to do going into the game. And we're going to stick with what we're going to do during the game versus what Pete Carroll and the Seahawks planned and what they executed during the game are night and day. Sean Sean McVay outcoached Pete Carroll before the game ever started because Pete Agreed. Carroll just didn't have his team ready to play. Agreed. That's un that's un Pete Carroll like and it's un, unacceptable. Get beat on the field by a better team, fine, that's fine. But if you go into week one, as you just said, week one flat, yeah, uh, everybody needs to be held accountable and that's unacceptable. <laughs> week um, one, everybody should be pumped up. To to their credit, I haven't seen any. Seahawks just kind of writing this off. And I know Bobby Wagner said, it's like, hey, it's just week one. And what he's saying is correct. But yep. he didn't just say it's like, oh, nothing to worry about. He didn't say that. So, you know, I, I agree with him. It's it's one game. And and it's one half, really, when they completely fell apart. But, yeah, they weren't ready in the first in the, in the first half of the game either. If they had been, it would have been at least Twenty to seven. Yeah, you know, but they they talking about making habits out of um yeah of what they especially with the running game starting the season and not running enough. The last year they they had a habit even week one even though they won the offense came out really well they have a habit of playing good halves and then bad halves and they yeah. they that can't happen because what's happening is they go into halftime they don't adjust which is the same issue we had with Ken Norton Jr. Their Seahawks right. don't adjust. And the other team does, and the other team does something, or, or maybe it's almost like they need to go into halftime behind, where it's like they have to adjust themselves to what you know. It's forcing their hand instead of, well, I guess what we have is working, so we'll just stick with that. And the other team's adjusting and and bypassing them. Yeah. Um, so. Well, they adjusted by not running; they adjust the wrong way. You know, they went into panic mode so fast, and they they obviously, did. Yeah, we talked about they do that far too often it's like you do know that walker can break one almost as easily as dk can right so like, uh by the way the seahawks have just now signed jason peters are they really yeah they, they oh, signed. there you go yeah as we were talking in pre six-year contract no <laughs> <laughs> um he, he uh, might be worth it compared to what they've got as backups now i mean he'd only be like 87 years old at the end 
doesn't say yeah this is according to the score but it's probably per multiple people but yeah jason jason peters has signed with the seahawks um so which is jason peters as we talked about pre-pro i think um you know his his pro football focus grade is is still really good even though he's 41 years old but it makes you wonder how bad i'm assuming he's going to play left tackle charles cross's toe is yeah turf toe can be a ongoing uh situation unfortunately so yeah yeah, which we're going to get into a certain quarterback who suffered a, a season-ending injury last night, too, in just a, right. just a minute. But um, non-Seahawks, so Seahawks take priority, obviously. So uh, DK Metcalf, right, had the catch, had the touchdown, only touchdown the Seahawks scored. It, fan, fantastic route, right? Juked his guy, was wide open, touchdown, great throw. Uh, felt good to see DK score. Um, he's on pace. Oddly enough, for because he only had 47, he, he had 47 receiving yards and led the team by 30. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he had 47, so he's on pace for 799 receiving yards this year and 17 touchdowns, which is odd enough. Yeah, but uh, DK wasn't DK's play wasn't the issue early, but then again, for the eighth time since 2019, lost his right. cool and got he, he got a taunting on sports conduct whatever the same kind of penalty 15 yard penalty how do you how do you i know pete said oh we had a one-on-one conversation after the game i'm tired that, that should have happened saying, exactly thank you for pete, saying that yes he has these conversations every freaking time it happens and i'm really tired <clears throat> let me preface this by saying pete carroll is clearly clearly the best head coach the seahawks have ever had most likely will be the head best head coach they will ever have if they play another hundred years. Pete coach needs to be the head coach. Pete Co- the game has not passed Pete by. He has the perfect coaching style for that team, for any team really. I mean, he's the ultimate players coach. That's why that's why we have Richard Sherman coming back and coaching up. Quarter- this is why why you have all these guys coming back to help out the team, right? But at one point, he needs to get some Woody Hayes in him. And jerk a knot in some players' <laughs> heads because it's not getting through, Pete. You've had this conversation with them every time. Here we are again. Well, I understand the situation. We all understand the situation, right? It's like, okay, the Rams kind of pulled, pulled, they pulled him into it, right? It's like, you've got to be more mature than sort that. Of. Like wrote, you're not in middle school, dude. Yeah. You're, uh, you're paying of, way too much money to do this. They sort of pulled it in because what happened was he, he, blocked former Seahawk Akella right. Witherspoon and then the Rams sideline was rightfully upset and then they got into a jawing right. argument and that's what drew the flag when really the flag it, they drew him into it by jawing with him right uh, which they right. should have and they should have they should have thrown the flag on him for that hit I can't that, believe that, they went exactly. flag for that that's when the flag should have been thrown in fact he could have been ejected from the game but night and day was that how the Rams reacted to Witherspoon being hit and then how the Seahawks reacted to Aaron Donald hitting Geno Smith in the face when Geno Smith went down and there wasn't, he didn't have an offensive lineman go. Now, if Justin Britt had been the, still on the team, I'm yeah. sure Justin Britt would have gone over and had a few words with Aaron Donald because we've seen that before, right. but it's just like, is this, are the Rams more bought into like, we're a team versus the Seahawks who are like, Oh, we've got a bunch of talent, but we're not yet really a team. And, it, and that's a scary wrong, thing. Yeah. It's the wrong kind of fire when you get, sucked into drawing the penalty and 
I still maintain is like that game was not over. There was 4.57 to go. And we had second and two. We're almost at the 50. All of a sudden, it's second and 17. We're not running the ball. We haven't run the damn ball in the entire second. We had, what, four runs at that point in the second half? Didn't Rams, we only have no. like eight plays in the second I mean, if they had no plays in the second half, but they surely weren't. The they Rams, weren't being no, as efficiently you know, as uh, running them as efficiently as they could for the players they did have. up those sacks. He set up the end of the game by that stupid-ass penalty. 100%. And Pete says, oh, well, we'll talk about it. We'll have a conversation. We had a good talk. Stop having good talks, okay? (laughs) Have serious talks. And the next time it happens, guess who's riding the bench? I don't care if you're Megatron now, dude. You can't do this because you're killing us with these asinine penalties. Stop it. Agreed. And, And the fact that he got away with it, as far as our team is concerned, Guess who commits another asinine penalty and extends a Rams drive? Quandre Diggs. How often does Quandre Diggs get penalized for this? Yeah, I, I didn't feel like that was a good good call, but it happened. So there's no arguing that you that can't did put yourself the in a position to get called for this kind of crap. Yeah. And like, is, no, we, hell, we, we've like, seen oh, that though from Pete Carroll teams. Since right. but but I I agree hundred percent agree with what you're saying about DK Metcalf because this is his eighth. It's not like his first or second. By the time it happens on the third or fourth, I agree with you. Like he, maybe he's the best receiver. I, we still think Tyler Lockett is, but maybe he's the best receiver the Seahawks have. Uh, you're on the bench. I mean, do the Gene Hackman and Hoosiers? Our team is on the field. Okay, if the if the game is over, then why let why keep him in the game? Right, but what I'm but saying is that's what I'm saying. That. Set him on right, the bench. Exactly. Is, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm like our team's on the field. We've got At Lockett. We've got play, JSN out sakes. there. Those are our receivers. You're At on the least bench for a play. But for God's sakes, it's like for me, it's like take him out for the rest of the game. Exactly. <laughs> You're sitting on the bench the rest of the game, and since he's acting like a freaking six year old, treat him like one. Think about mm-hmm. what you did. Are you going to do this again? Because that's how he needs to be handled. I know after the game when he calms down. And it's like, oh, I understand I did the wrong. It's like, dude, understand it in the moment. Yes, I don't which he doesn't do. He, I don't well, care how many times if does he not been afterwards. We've seen him do stuff and gotten away with stuff. Where he, right. and Again, we both love DK Metcalf. Exactly. Uh, this is not an argument against DK the person. He's, no, he's seems awesome like a fantastic person. person. Exactly. He, he should be the face of the franchise. And if he stops doing this, he can be. Yep. But you got to stop doing stupid crap. Yeah. That's the, it's the, yeah, it's, I, I, it's the most asinine penalty you can possibly do when you have time to gather your thoughts and you do something stupid anyway right because he's not a stupid guy he's a smart guy you can, but it, when he does that kind of stuff it's oftentimes like we saw against the rams it's a reaction to what happened to something he already did and then he gets the penalty it's like use your head you know you got caught up in the moment you got away with the witherspoon thing but you didn't get away with the second one and he brought that up he was like well you know, they uh, oftentimes will get the well, it wasn't the second guy. You were really the third one because you did the first one. Then the Rams were drawn at you and here's, then you got their flag. Here, here's the thing. He says it's often the second guy. OK, you know that in this case, that wasn't true. Like you said, it's the third guy. But if you know that, why are you being the second guy? Right. Well, a lot of times what the hell is, is wrong with you? Guy. I think he's the first guy and he's not often. understanding that he is the first guy. But stop it. And And worse than that, like article studs and duds, right? And it's like, to me, DK's not the dud in this. It's Coach Pete Carroll, because Carroll is the reason it keeps on happening. You understand that DK has difficulty controlling this. Get him to stop. Yeah. Well, you know, if you can't get him to stop, 
get someone who can. A big part of the problem is in that rookie season Metcalf had, he was drawing flags on the other on the other team. Right. And, and so it was like, oh, and we, you know, it's funny. And I was like, oh, okay. Jalen Ramsey got a flag because he's pissed off at DK for right. talking smack or whatever it is. So we went through that season. DK got a couple of flags, but really it was he getting the flag against the other team. And it was like, oh, maybe this is kind of a way of working, but it hasn't worked since 2020. Right. And at some point you got to grow up on the field. Again, nothing against them off the field. No. On the field, you're costing your team. Get him a therapist. Maybe, maybe, honestly, maybe they are working John Smoltz. with him. With John Smoltz gave him a call and be like, hey. Seriously, that's not a bad idea. I, I'm only half joking. No, seriously. Because he clearly needs someone to help him work through this because it's an issue of his. If he keeps doing it, it's an issue. All right? Get him help to stop it because it's costing the team. Yep. And again, yeah. like you said, absolutely love the guy. This is, as far as I'm concerned, this is the only thing he ever does wrong. But you, this is one of the most easily controlled things on earth. Stop it. Yep. And coach, get him the help he needs to stop it. Stop telling us we had a great conversation. Okay, this is the eighth time you had a great freaking conversation. You should have had one. At least, yeah. Right, one. right. Exactly. That's it. It's done. Yep. And, and I like consequences. I- I like the way Pete goes about coaching. I mean, it kind of jives with my personal philosophy and let people be people as well. And he seems like a good good dude. And I'm not a big fan of the Patriots, but if this happens with Bill Belichick, we don't have the same situation. Hey, what would happen? Uh, Guess guess who's on a different team by the time you do it the fifth time? Yep. Yep. Honestly. And he's proven he doesn't care if you're like the star of the team. If it doesn't fit the team, you're gone. You know, and, and personally, I hate the way Belichick coaches, but this is the one aspect where he's right. Yeah. You can't allow this kind of stupid crap to happen. Right. Yeah. If you mouth off, if you mouth off on the sidelines, you mouth off in the media. I mean, that's bad enough, Yeah. but it doesn't hurt you. I mean, you can allow those things. I mean, we saw that with the LOB, right? But it didn't hurt the Sherman didn't hurt his team on the field. Exactly. Michael Bennett hurt his team on the field with all the offside penalties, but it wasn't because of anything he was doing egregious towards the other team. Right. That was effort. There's a there's a world of difference between jumping off sides six times a game, which is it seems like <laughs> what Bennett did, right? But he was trying to help his team. He wasn't doing anything for himself. Right. It wasn't, oh, I'm not gonna take that kind of disrespect. That's basically what DK is saying. It's like, oh, you can't disrespect me. I'm gonna smack you. I'm gonna say some it's like, dude. Yeah. One thing I do want to point out about don't because we've talked about Gino not being the problem and he wasn't, but he did miss that wide open Jake Bobo down the middle of the field. He did. And that, that could have been seven points. And that could have oh. changed the, the way the game went. Absolutely. I, I don't know how he missed him because it looks like he had a clear view of the middle of the field. And it's not like Jake well, Bobo was know, a small guy. I was going to say, he's one of those little five foot six receivers. <laughs> That's why he couldn't see him. But Gino was probably like, okay, he's open in the middle of the field, but these cornerbacks are probably going to catch up. Well, but he, if he had thrown the ball the way he would have, maybe he doesn't score because maybe Bobo isn't fast enough, although it seems like he would have or come close to it. But he still would have been a 20, 25 yard exactly. completion. Exactly. Still would have been a big completion. So, yeah, you can't. And, and I'm sure, for whatever reason, Gino just, you know, no one's going to complete every pass. No. And that's one that Gino missed. But it's like, you can't say, it's like, oh, Gino closest the game. Yeah. And I know you're not saying that. I know that. But No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah one play. If a few plays a here and there. 
a few plays here and there can make the difference. And that's when they definitely yeah. should have had. I mean, like the end of the Super Bowl with the Seahawks and Patriots, that one play. Yes. But generally speaking, a play in the first half, <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. you can overcome that. You should. Yeah. Have. Speaking of the guy who wants to run the ball too much. Yeah. Anyway. And Noah Fant not getting any targets was also Bizarre. really strange. Bizarre. Because he had more snaps than Disley yeah. or Parkinson. He had more snaps and had no targets. And, and you know, some people are talking about, oh, well, they really missed Lockett in the second half. He only missed six snaps. Yeah, he didn't. Of course, he did, of course he did that's, that's two drives. <laughs> As it turned like, out, yeah. But it's like, not like he was, it's not like he, like it was Cross or Lucas. He didn't miss that much of the game. So mm-hmm. it's not because, oh, they didn't. And it wasn't like he's getting the ball anyway. Yeah, no kidding. Unfortunately. It was just, it was weird. It's, the letdown really, though, with the offense is more like, oh, we got JSN now. We already got DK and Tyler. We got Walker. Mm-hmm. Offensive line's going to be better. Offensive line wasn't atrocious until really yep. late in the game. Right. And then it was like they come out and lay an egg. It was like, do you yeah. not, then does, does Shane Waldron not know how to use all those weapons that they have? Because he didn't run Walker enough, which was right. the only thing that was really working all game when right. they did do it. And it's like, uh, I won't use my tight end who actually can catch and run like a receiver i'll yeah. throw it to will disley is fine but he's not the same kind of receiver yeah. and then it's like eh, we'll try to hit dk on some but it was just weird it was very weird and the defense we haven't even touched on the defense yet but you know it turns out that that trey brown mike jackson sweepstakes in their preseason that ah they both lost yeah god they were jackson Which... got about 20 snaps i think and and he was only targeted once, allegedly, and, uh, you know, allowed the reception. But he was awful. Yeah, I mean, at least he did. He accomplished that in his one target. He allowed the reception, which is what you're supposed to do, I think, as a cornerback. So that was good. <laughs> granted, he granted he did make the tackle, so good for him. You were but, way off, by the way. He had 21 snaps. Oh, okay. Like 20. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I think you owe everyone a big apology. Mike, Mike, Jack, I apologize. Yeah, I mean, the passer rating allowed, not that that's the be-all, end-all, but they were both. Like about, about 118. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, that was bad. And and Rick only got, yeah. he allowed a couple of receptions on the target he had. I mean, he wasn't like, yeah. they weren't really throwing his way, but why would you? Right. Um. Why would you when you get the middle of the field? It's just like last year and the year before. Right. Like, exactly. oh, the middle of the field's open. And I've already seen people say how, oh, Bobby's, it's good to have him back, but he can't cover. We probably shouldn't, shouldn't have brought him back. I've heard that from two people. Um. Like, okay. oh, he's great, but, you know, they, they got rid of him for a reason. It was, oh, Jesus Christ. That's what they said. That's, that was on I'm Seattle sure, Sports. I'm sure. It was never Bobby's forte in pass coverage to begin with, right? Exactly. And it, he was targeted four times. He allowed four receptions. You're right. Okay. Sure. However, again, he didn't miss a single tackle. He only had 19 freaking tackles. Didn't yeah. miss a single one. Obliterated. You know, how how many yards did the Rams get? For carry, 2.3. Yeah. What was one of the big problems with our defense last year? And that's that's including Stafford's. 
I think that was part of the problem yeah. is that people saw Stafford run by Wagner, but it wasn't like he was blazing past them. It was just... no, that was just the angle. But it's last year we allowed 4.9 yards per carry, less than half. Yeah. In that game, like that was not the issue. Bobby Wagner really. Bobby Wagner was the problem with our pass defense. Really, you think so? Yeah, <laughs> that's not even really his. I mean, no. if that's the only the problem was there was literally zero pass rush two quarterback hits they pressured yeah. stafford on five percent five percent of his dropbacks yeah. um draymond jones who i thought maybe there's an issue maybe he's not a great run defender but well, turns out in week one at least he can't do either um i mean the run defense was okay but they weren't running towards jones i, I thought jaron reed played pretty well i mean he had the blocked field goal of course but i also well. yeah he had a he had a two quarterback hurries i mean he he yeah. was active um, the run defense was not the issue, and Jaron Reed was not the issue. Just Dre, Draymond Jones needs to be a whole lot more helpful in pass rush, yeah. which have, they had two quarterback hits, um, no sacks, obviously, and then that was there was there was nothing. Boye Mafe made a couple of plays, but more against the run. Right. Um, Nusu actually, for some reason, got the highest grade according to Pro Football Focus, but I'm not really sure why. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he was mostly invisible. For the game and nothing against news I really like him as a player, but he didn't do right. his job is to get after the quarterback. I know they're getting getting the passes out really quickly because the guy was open wherever he threw it. I yeah. mean, they had two, two receivers, one a rookie go over 100 yards, which is embarrassing. And it's almost like they, you know, they, they had the opposite issue last year, right? It was like, oh, last year our run defense was really good in 2021, but our pass defense wasn't so good. And then we right. need to fix it. So they fix it. And then this year they've gone back to like, okay, a pass defense, which we thought the secondary was a was going to be a strength, sucks. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you mentioned you mentioned um, real fast. You mentioned Jackson and and Brown. Yeah. I wonder when Witherspoon's practicing fully now. It should be this week. Yeah. Maybe they just are like, okay, screw this. He's going to be an outside corner. We're just going to leave Kobe at slot, and this guy who can play an outside corner is now our outside corner, which maybe makes a big difference. Uh, Jamal Adams, we don't know what we're going to get from him when he comes back. I mean, Love right. and Dix were n- neither good. I don't know if Adams would have really been any better if he had played. Yeah, hard to tell, but I'm putting Spoon on the outside. I'm I'm putting uh, a mix of Kobe. Akello Witherspoon, you're giving him the job just because DK knocked him down? <laughs> and I'm trying Jarek Reed in that slot because at least he can hit. Um. Uh, you know, not I'm not saying it's like he's got the job. I'm working him into the mix <clears throat> because based and and again, we can't overreact because it's one game, right? right? And it's more one half than one game, maybe three quarters as far as the defense goes. But <sighs> Jackson Brown, oh my God, what the heck happened? <laughs> Never dawned on me this Jackson Brown. Yeah, no Jackson wonder. Brown, how about no that? wonder Jackson Brown shouldn't be out there anyway. Just some. 70s yeah. singer it's ridiculous yeah. pretty sad uh yeah spoon needs to be out there on the outside because it you know if it turns out that we need him in the slot after the lions game okay then move him to the slot or actually make an adjustment at the half Ooh, could that be possible and if we need him in the slot okay no, that's not possible the slot. what you have going into the game is what you have to stick with that's the rule but you know holy cow just unbelievably bad. And like you mentioned, Greek, like I, like I wrote, it's like maybe he needs to put the TA back because, I mean, 
He blew a cover. He would have surrendered a touchdown except that the pass was overthrown. Like, who expects? Oh, my gosh. And what, what happened with the Van Jefferson catch? It was like, yeah, I don't know whose fault that was, but he was wide open. It reminded me last year. It kind of reminded me last year of the Rams Seahawks week 18 game when Diggs ran over and intercepted the ball. But in this case, yeah. Diggs had no idea what was going on. And he, he that should have been a touchdown or an extremely long gain. I mean, the, the game could have been worse. Should yeah. have been worse, really. Should have been. I mean, you know, we were happy to have Wagner back in a large part, not only because of his play, but because of communication skills. And Diggs has been there. Diggs should be the captain of that secondary. Obviously, he is, right? Man. <laughs> One of the people that we have on uh, 12th Man Rising. 12th Man Rising, that's where you can find this show. 12th Man Rising. Uh, one of the issues we've had on on Facebook, this guy who likes to talk a lot um, said that because uh, we just posted an article about things we learned from week one. He said we learned uh, Gino was fool's gold and he actually is just a cuss word backup. Really? Again, really? Gino Smith was the issue in week one? That's what, what you're pointing out? What are these people watching? What? Well, because a lot of people don't like Geno, so then they see us lose, and it's like, oh, okay, it reinforces the fact that Geno Smith shouldn't be the quarterback. It's like, but did you watch the game? He he wasn't the issue. It was he great? No. I Would, can't uh, figure out why what the dislike of Geno is to begin with. It's like, what is this based on? That that he that he wound up being bad for the Jets, who were an absolute abomination when he was with the Jets. That the Jets wish they had him now. I bet they do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get the I don't get the dislike of Gino. I really don't. Is is he the best quarterback in the league? No, I don't think anybody's ever said that. There's Patrick Mahomes. You could have Josh Allen who th- turned the ball over four times in Week One. Should they get rid of Josh Allen in Buffalo? Well, yeah, Gino didn't even have any turnovers. Clearly, let's do that. It's just let's, weird. Let's do that. Yeah, I like said earlier, it's like, are we paying him $275 million? No, we're not. Like, you know, I yeah, just. Uh, actually, I'm glad you brought that week one when the Browns beating the Bengals, what, 24 to 3? Yeah. That's what we should expect every week, I guess. It's like, yep. no, the Bengals are going to make it back to the playoffs. It's like, it's week, it's just one week. Right. And it's the first week of the season. The problem was we had a, a whole team fall apart in Seattle and just have. Literally other, no idea what to expect. Other than, like you said, our punter and our starting running back. Other mm-hmm. than that, it was like that was pretty much it. And and yeah, Gino didn't fall apart, but Gino didn't play particularly well either. But and I'm not talking about when basically he just had the Rams running down his throat in the, in the second half and especially the fourth quarter. But he missed some passes he shouldn't have missed earlier too. So true. Yeah. Again, he wasn't perfect. I, I wish they no. Had changed, they could have gone up tempo. They could have done something, but it yeah. was just they stayed so Again, predictable. Try it, try adjusting, please. Do something. And and when something is working, when you find one thing for God's sakes that's working, you might want to keep doing that. Yeah, but you got to fool them. See, that works. They're gonna adjust. Yeah. What no, you gotta and, do and, is and, just and, not and, ever go back to it. And, and it's not like Walker, like they he got a few carries in the second half and they stopped him. They stopped him once, but he also had a five-yard gain, five yeah. gain and a six-yard gain. It's like, it's yep. still working. Oh, yeah. let's not do it anymore. I think the last year, I think the last rush she had was six yards. I was like, okay, we've seen enough from you. 
We just don't want to get him hurt. Jesus H. Christ. Just got to save him for those last couple of games of the season when you're trying to draft one of those top five quarterbacks because that's what people want, clearly. Yeah. I, I don't know. So that's the problem. If like the season, if they go five and 12 based on what we saw in week one, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where you start fixing the team. If they go five and 12, yeah, I don't know where you start either. But there's a lot of people that won't be back. That's for sure. There, there shouldn't be. No, but I mean, it's just like they won't go five and twelve. No, they they won't. I mean, they'll they'll somehow get back to the playoffs. Who knows how? But it's the Seahawks' way, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I think they will. They generally do a good job of adjusting between games, and they got to start adjusting within a game. But yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I had them winning against the Rams, like basically everybody on the planet, and losing to the Lions before the Lions beat. The Chiefs, because like you said, the Lions are are a, a much improved team. It's like yeah. they're no Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey, but they could have won either way. Yeah. Oh well. Of course, yeah, it's kind they, of a uh, that they beat. Chiefs the had teams. a certain receiver who obviously wanted to help. The <laughs> yeah, one. for sure. Yeah, I think he was wearing. I'll have this ball. T-shirt. Take it and run. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I feel. I kind of feel for the guy because man. He is I felt blowing bad up me until he was until he was uh, on social media blowing up the Giants after they got blown out by the Cowboys. Oh, and it wow. was like, uh, dude, do you know what you just did? You ca- you literally cost your team the game. <laughs> I didn't realize that. That's yeah, uh, yeah. You need to suspend your own social media accounts when you have a game like that, dude. Cowboys look good. Yeah. They have Shocking a defensive man. coordinator who's going to be the next coach of the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you never know. You never know. If we go five and twelve, he could be the next coach next year. We won't go five and twelve. <laughs> no, I won't go five and twelve. So, uh, yeah. Again, we mentioned Jason Peters is signed. So who knows? I don't know how ready he is to step in and start right away. If Charles Cross can't play, maybe he is. Forty-one years old. He's pretty much like. Oh, yep. Here's another one. Another post on Twelfth Man Rising Facebook. Twelfthmanrising.com. Um. Let's see. Gino looked every bit of the same Gino of the second half of the season. That's the bad news. There wasn't any good news. Again, you're blaming the loss. Yeah, yeah that was Gino. Hey, you know what? I, I, I didn't realize that Gino was the entire secondary of the Seahawks. I'll be damned. Yeah, I mean, well, because he threw so many interceptions and turned the ball over so much. It's like, he did. What yeah. are you watching? And he had all day back there. I don't understand. Like, People are, I don't. Some, let me rephrase that. Some people are incredibly stupid. Why do people dislike? Maybe it's the starting core. I mean, we most Wells don't like Russell Wilson now, either. Yeah. And, but he's even he at his lowest seemed more beloved than Geno Smith is. And it's like, what yeah. are you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, um, and that's no they're, they're no disrespect people, to people, Russell Wilson. They're the people who root for the capitalists. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and I was complaining that my players are greedy. They want so much money. It's like, yeah, they just want like a reasonable share of the thing that they actually produce as opposed to, you know, some guy who inherited a team that his great great grandpa. I'm going to cut you off right there. Todd. I can't watch my new TV shows because these damn riders. OK, <laughs> they put on strike. OK, oh no, they make God. enough money. They don't need to go on strike. Oh, my God. But you not at auto workers. I mean. Conditions they work in are just fine, yet they're thinking about going on strike, and I can't buy my new cars. 
so painful. As if you could afford a new car anyway. Well, I blame that. Battle. You know why that is? That's the union workers because they're driving up the wages. Therefore, they have to drive up the, the cars, price yeah. of the cars. Yep, exactly. How long have we heard that for? Pretty much forever. Decades. Yeah, pretty much forever. Blame the workers. That's that's what we should do. Yeah, blame the workers. Absolutely. Speaking of, uh, there were Coco Golf course won the the U.S. Open. Um, she's a worker on the side. Yep, 19 years old. She's a worker. I like this this headline from the AP: Presidents, and notice what's missing: <laughs> Presidents Biden, Obama, and Clinton congratulate Coco Golf on her U.S. Open tennis title. <laughs> Interesting. What's the theme there? I don't know. What could be the theme? I just like, you know what? I don't know. Yeah. I'm of color. I think I'll vote Republican. <laughs> um, I mean, yep. I, I'm surprised. Actually, I'm really, in all honesty, to be fair, I'm surprised um, President former president bush didn't maybe he did because he seems to be the kind of guy who would do that yeah he's he's not really the issue it's the, I, i'm thinking the only reason he didn't is just because and i'm not making a joke about it just he probably just maybe didn't follow tennis and wasn't aware of it that's all yeah, very true very true it's probably painting something how bizarre <laughs> is how bizarre has the republican party become <laughs> that the warmonger i'm gonna win this war because daddy didn't carl rove <laughs> Is has now become this beloved figure. Like, what the hell is going on? Wait, don't we do that? It's crazy. I know. It's just, it's so weird how we do stuff. It's like 2020 is not, our hindsight is not 2020. Hindsight is like looking through some kind of glasses that don't really have any vision of reality. Yeah. It's really weird. I mean, even Clinton, I like, we're both liberals, but, and I liked Clinton, but he wasn't perfect. But now it's like, oh, oh yeah, he's, he's like this grandfatherly. It's like, oh, not really. Now, Barack Obama is a saint in my, in my view. Right. Um, but, but Biden is like, you know, I mean, he's got his issues too. Yeah. And yeah. He has. Um, but it's, it's just like, it's, there's one guy that's separate. I don't know. What a, you don't, thankfully, you don't live in this country anymore. We kicked you out because you were thoughtful and logical. You can't have those people here. Oh, that's not true. Got to move up to Canada. That, that part's not true. You remember? Remember when we had the uh, the house band for our other show, the female dog head, and yes. and they had female the dog head doesn't well, it like doesn't sound like, any better than the actual word female <laughs> dog head sounds almost more dismissive. It's, worse. it's even worse. Female dog, you female <laughs> dog head. It's like my daughter Katie. Would, when she would get mad at her cat, she would call him a cat head. And it was like, cat head's fine, but I mean, you're giving them head. a gender, cat a specific head. gender. Cat head. How is that? How is that disrespectful? Because he's a cat and you're just talking about him a cat. Yeah, but cats, cat you know how they are. Cat head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why she called him a cat head. Any sense doing, of derision. He was doing cat things. But yeah, female dog head is pretty bad, isn't it? But <laughs> their first album cover had a picture of Bush and a giant mushroom cloud, and it was called Female. That. And it was called Female Dogs of Mass Destruction. That was that, her second album. The first album was called Greatest Hits oh, Volume 3. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Damn it. How can I forget that? But, you know, that's the reality of, of the beloved W. Uh, and, and yet, and it's weird that he didn't uh, say, Coco, hey, great job, Coco. Great job. Great <laughs> and, and maybe he did. I mean, he seems to be. Yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Or maybe, no, I don't know. Yeah, because he is a kind of the guy that you would want to go have a drink with. But that's about his sole qualification to be president, unfortunately. But he is that guy. So, um, anyway. Yeah. Back, back to the Jets. Back to New York, where the U.S. Open happened. And the football team, the Jets, uh, different from the Giants. Uh, one team lost their quarterback and won. The other team kept their quarterback and lost by 40. Strange. Um, so, Aaron. Strange, right? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers uh, did suffer a torn Achilles and yep. is out for the rest of the year. And I heard something say, oh, you know, he's probably it's, uh, it takes two years to come back from this. I'll, I'll say that. I, no, I would never want anybody to get hurt. I, we're dead. not big fans of Aaron Rodgers, the person or the player right. or whatever. But I don't want right. him to get hurt. No. Um, and, and Ted's our friend Ted is a Jets fan. So but uh, I'll say this. So what was it? Two months ago. You and I were playing tennis, yes. and and because I am out of shape and ancient, I did something crazy by taking a step, which uh, of course caused oh, my right cool. calf. I know it's crazy. I stepping is weird. First of all, nobody should do it. No, but no. I I injured my right right calf, and it took eh, probably three weeks, four weeks to really kind of feel right again. But in that sense, I was I was I have uh, my left calf. I don't I. I'm just breaking down my left calf. I haven't done the same type of injury, but I have tweaked it several times, oh, fun. including today while walking. Oh my God. Um, that's and literally fun. that's all I was doing. And if I'm walking, I didn't notice it when I was in Savannah cause it's all flat. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. But I'm walking a little bit today and walked up a hill and felt a twinge. And I'm just like, whatever. And I, I'm a little bit older than Aaron Rodgers, but I'm not that much older than Aaron oh. Rodgers. Right? right. My point is tearing an Achilles his age right at any age really but at his age is a big deal and yeah. it's not something it's something that could be an issue for yeah. you ever and, and especially <laughs> because he's probably going to address this with homeopathic medicines and meditation because he's an idiot i think joe rogan is his in, doctor in science like, um, probably putting a little um, bomb on it you know and okay probably he is actually going to go to actual doctors because other than vaccines he's not a complete and it's requires surgery so he would have to go to a but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's done. And frankly, I'm I'm glad of it because he's a total ass. Like he's, he put other people's lives in danger. By, Which we talked about by, with Novak yeah. Djokovic, you know. I mean, and I still like Djokovic, and and he he it's the same thing. Although every other aspect of their life is different. Uh, but the big difference is, did Djokovic say that? Yeah, he had taken care of it, and then shared locker rooms with. Dozens of people. That's Not, true. He, he was he always never, open about he didn't. He never said it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm completely fine. It's like uh, I I can't get the I can't get the disease. But like Djokovic, like you said, he was completely open about it. He's mistaken, but he wasn't an ass about it and lied. He yeah, cost and, himself and, how many millions of dollars did he cost himself by being well, honest about it? Australian Open, and, and and I'll say this too. And then again, I don't. We're both pro-vaccine, right? And they've right. just recently passed uh, another booster in the right. United States. Because um, we think it's important. We think it keeps people alive, which it does. Science. Um, but I will say, for from Djokovic's standpoint, he was around when we had when they had lots of issues um, in the country he was growing up in, right? Right. With distrust. And that yeah. probably goes into some of his thinking as well. I mean, sure. there was a civil war going on. And Rogers doesn't have 
he went to the University of California, first of all. Yeah, um, exactly. He has no excuse. There's no reason for him to feel uh, untrusting or whatever. And then he got COVID, right? Which Djokovic yeah. never has. Um, because they take care of themselves, as you pointed out, in different ways. One, if if one wanted to go see a doctor, Djokovic would go see a doctor. He probably sees a lot of doctors over the time, course of a season. Yeah. Rogers just seems like, uh, I don't know. An idiot? Yeah. Rogers lied. That's the problem. Djokovic was up front. I think he's silly for his stance, but he didn't lie. Like I said, like he couldn't come to the U.S. because he openly said. Or the Australian Open. Or the Australian. It's like, again, how many titles would he have? Pretty good chance he would have won one of those. He would have had another Grand Slam. How many millions of dollars did he say, nope, I don't need it because my beliefs are more important to me. It's like those beliefs are misguided, but he's honest about it. Other asshole with the torn Achilles is a liar. Yeah. So, for frankly, I hope he doesn't come back. Yeah, I can't that remember what he said that before the before the beginning of last year. It wasn't that he. What did he say? Yeah, he didn't say that he 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 didn't say that he'd taken the vaccine, but something along the lines of that uh, he's been inoculated or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like it, with I don't know herbal tea or some whatever the hell idiotic thing he did. <laughs> like. Line jerk is like, jerks get what they deserve. Personally, yeah. I'm glad. It might not be the right thing, because normally I don't, like, I don't want you to use anybody, but this guy deserves it, because this yeah. guy's a freaking liar, and he put dozens of people at risk, dozens yeah. of people at risk with his freaking lies. And then the NFL backed yeah, him. Yeah, and plus, sorry, just because to jump he's on that, he's, he's also in a locker room with at least 47 other people exactly. or 46 other people on game day. Really Djokovic cool is in a locker room with maybe one other person. Exactly. What an ass. People that support him and allow him to do his job, and he put their lives at risk. And it's like, it might be overstating it because odds are, you know, really low odds of getting so sick that you're going to die. But he could have infected any of them, and they could have gone and spent time with their parents, someone who has who's a compromised health, that's a really shitty thing to do, Airy Ron. So <laughs> enjoy your recovery, jerk. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, he's definitely out this year, and coming back next year seems like a stretch at this point. <laughs> stretch, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry to be a jerk about but not sorry. I was like, he deserves it because he's an yeah. ass. If he had just been honest about it like Joko, big difference. That's yep. the problem. It's not that he's anti-vaccine; is that he's an asshole and lied about it. Right. Well, anyway. we have we have it's uh, our Rob Gordon's are not going to take that long today because we literally don't have that long. Um, but <laughs> do you want to tell people what our Rob Gordon's are? Not really. Okay. Well, actually, they were going to be the best all-time players from the NFL, the Major League Baseball, the NHL, the NBA, and tennis. And then we talked about it and said, you know, probably have a lot of the same people. So. We, we talk about I, I got a, a summons from the court <laughs> on on the changes that were made and I had to sign off. Somebody came w. to my house. I had to sign w. off on W. W is actually W is going to be the judge presiding <laughs> over uh, Trump's uh, insurrection trial. That'd That's be, right. It's like, mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of Texas Rangers on this. <laughs> the second best all time players in those same sports. So that's what this is. Although we may have to refer to who we think is the best because why is this person second? So anyway, <laughs> I thought about that. But. Yeah, yeah. Second best all-time players in Major League Baseball, 
National Football League, National Hockey League, the National Basketball Association, and tennis. Yes. So we'll start with boxing. So I've got... Uh, <laughs> I was say curling. <laughs> sorry. I mean, let me pull up ESPN India and see what they have. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've got this cricket player from Pakistan. Um, best hockey player ever. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll start with hockey because uh, you're you're a newbie to being a rabid Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Rapid. So Rapid. who who is your number two? My number two is Bobby Orr. Oh, it's, it's funny because we changed this, thinking oh, we'll have a lot of the same number ones. Well, so far we have the same number twos. I'm not surprised. So, Why is yeah. he your number two? I'm sure it's the same reasons. The scoring ability for a defenseman, first of all, but just exactly. being fantastic with being defenseman. I mean, he was he changed the game. He literally changed the yeah, game. Yeah, he changed the game. Absolutely right. He plays to change the game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it because short career hurt often, but uh, exactly defenseman yeah. change. He changed the game for defenseman. Defenseman didn't score. Was like Bobby Orr showed. Is like, oh, guess what? They can. He had as big an impact on hockey as any player ever. Yeah, literally. And I like mean, you said, yeah. and like you said, is like he he missed a lot of games because of injuries. He had a shortened career because of that. And he's can easily of hockey. Yeah. And despite that, you know, set records. So, yeah, but clearly Bobby Orr and won Stanley Cups and won. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And clearly Bo- Gretzky. I mean, that that was the big reason why I changed it, because I looked at Gretzky and was like, uh, maybe we should do second. <laughs> oh, you don't have a Ovechkin number? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's great. Maybe top 10. But yeah, Gretzky has got to be number one. right? Yeah, Gretz- Gretzky is probably in any sport. Gretzky to me is, is the lock. Like you can't say anyone. There's arguments in every sport. But I can't see an yeah. argument. It's, it's kind of like you look at the Seahawks and it's like, oh, who's the best running back in the history? Oh, it's, it's probably Marshawn. It's like, ah, but right, right. Man, Sean Alexander has a ton more of everything else. Yeah, it's I, almost I'm, like. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was going to. We'll talk. We'll talk about that next week. Let's stay on the round courts. OK, so uh, I guess we'll do baseball. Baseball, baseball mix. And this is Major League Baseball. That's an important distinction to me, not baseball in general. Uh, I'm actually going with. Hans Wagner, Honus Wagner. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, number two for I didn't write any of mine down because I knew I would just do them off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> uh, man, number Aurelio, two. Really, really, Rodriguez. <laughs> it's funny because baseball is so weird, right? Because you get to hitter or pitcher, which right, are completely right. different things, unless you happen to be a Babe Ruth or a current member of the Angels. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, baseball. Man, I don't know. I guess still got to say, well, you know who my number one is for baseball, but who I think yeah. the best is ever. But um, I'm going to go with Josh Gibson as number two. And, you know, and, and I really thought about that because since we said Major League Baseball, but totally agree. Totally agree with Yeah, Josh but I, I feel like, didn't he play one game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should count. <laughs> it should count. Because if, if, if baseball wasn't run by a bunch of horrid racists for decades, Josh Gibson would have played Major League Baseball. And, yeah. you know, in essence, he did, because they do count Negro League records. That's so, true. They do now. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So Ty Cobb yeah. is number one. Josh, Josh Gibson says, yeah, Ty Cobb number one. Interesting. Because I have Ruth, specifically because of the reason, like you said, the pitching, because he was a hell of a pitcher besides. But. He couldn't carry Ty Cobb's uh, jockstrap. Well. Larry, Larry Holmes told me to say that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's accurate because Ty Cobb was a large man. Um, and Ty Cobb. I don't know if he was large. Though. Clearly uh, is, is could 
it's hard to say, oh, Ty Cobb wasn't the best player ever. It's like, mm, in so many ways, yes, absolutely. Yeah, defensively hitting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but I love I love the call for Josh Gibson, absolutely. Uh, NBA. NBA. I uh, my second blessed player, and I really had to think about this because originally I was going to have MJ as, as a number two. As number two. That's our show. Thanks for listening. <laughs> but then I thought about it, and I and, and I thought, oh yeah, I forgot about defense. So Magic Johnson, who was going to be in my number one, is my number two. Uh, and I picked Magic just because in the things that MJ could do, which is most everything, you, you can't beat Magic. You can't be Magic. You can't beat Magic Johnson. Yeah. You can't <laughs> Magic Jordan. You can't, true. Beat, you can't beat Magic. Jordan. We're but getting close to Halloween. Yeah. Uh, but because Magic could do things that, well, Magic can do things that other players can't do and all is one person. It's like if he had wanted to lead the league in scoring, he could have. But he's a point guard. Uh, if he wanted to play center, uh, yeah, I guess he could do that as he proved. By demolishing the Sixers in the title, the final game of their, of their title run, uh, he could do it all. But when you throw in defense, because that's kind of important, <laughs> should yeah, be obviously, obviously, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Jordan is uh, is the best of all time. But yeah, for me, it's Magic Johnson just because he could literally play any position and be an All Star at any position. Yeah, yeah, and. Oh. and- yeah, um, my number, number two is still LeBron, just because of uh, how yeah. many, how oh, he's yeah. singularly elevated a lot of the teams that have made it to the finals. And again, he, he he's probably the closest thing, I guess, to Magic Johnson. He could literally play whatever position, has played whatever position as needed, and been successful and fantastic defensively. Um, you know, turned his turned himself into more of a. Uh, a, a score, a pure score. I mean, he could always drive to the bucket, but he enhances his sh- outside shot. And, and again, yeah. just phenomenal defensive player. Um, yeah, he, he could play point. He could play center probably as needed. And um, I cannot disagree. I mean, I'm sticking with, with magic, but yeah, it's really hard to say, Oh, he's not <laughs> considering that a lot of people would say he's the best player ever. Yeah, and, and, and he gets yeah. a rap, right? Because it's like, oh, it's like, oh, he joined this. But right. early on, when he was taking his teams to the finals, he was the guy, the only guy. Yeah. He he was that good. I mean, when they when the Cavs beat the Warriors, you have to remember that uh, the point guard actually was hurt, so they only had Kevin Love and and LeBron. Yeah. Um, they didn't have Irvin, so it was just like yeah. he literally beat one of the best teams ever, the Golden State Warriors, yep. basically by himself. I mean, Agreed. that's how good he was. Um, that's like, and like uh, I said, it's like, and he still continues to develop his game, which is yeah. amazing. And now he's signed as left tackle for the Seahawks. Uh, <laughs> so uh, speaking of Seahawks, NFL, I guess. This is yeah, a tricky cool. one because there's so many different put on, ways. Put on go. 20 pounds, he probably could do it. Uh, NFL is really tricky, right? Because offense, defense. Um, I've got Ray Guy as number two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he could do it all. Uh, I'm actually going with Reggie White. Uh, the reason I'm going with Reggie White is because, to me, at that position, he stands so far above anybody else. Uh, who do you, he, who do, who's number one? Actually, I, originally, I was going to go with Reggie as number one. I really thought about it more and more. It's like, mm, kind of hard to say. To me, it's kind of hard to say it's not Tom Brady. But, again, there's so many – because yeah. there's so many positions – 
who's your well who's your number two and then we'll talk about who your number one number is. two it's number two for me would be lawrence taylor um same reason same reason as i go with reggie white yeah same exact reason and number one for me would be montana just because he never lost any super bowls and probably wouldn't have lost any super bowls had he made it yeah um, and uh, just a brady our, brady was a fantastic player but the team's the nfl has been a little bit you know it's a lot more in the 80s there were some fantastic nfl teams and yeah. but the 49ers were better and the reason they were better uh, overall is because of joe montana to me anyway um yeah can't argue just, with either of those one thing about montana i want to mention quickly because we have time because i don't have my meeting till three o'clock and it's 244 right here in canada you mean 11:44 a.m pacific time i'm so sorry yes it is uh as he recently came out and said the best quarterback ever in his mind was dan marino and I, of course, being a huge Marino fan, Dolphins fan, I love the fact that he said that. But I would qualify that myself as saying the best passer ever. That's really what he was talking about. Uh, yeah, that's true. And Marino is like no one. There's no. If you're talking about just passing the ball, the passing game. If you say anybody was Dan Marino, like, why Tittle? <laughs> that <laughs> release that Tittle had. You sir, you sir are an idiot. But yeah, it was like no one. Was as masterful in the passing game as Dan Marino. Now, better quarterbacks overall? Yeah, absolutely. I can see an argument for other people, like Joe Montana, for example. So, yeah, as far as Montana goes, it's like, again, really hard to say, oh, he won the best one ever. I was like, okay, show me how he wasn't the best player ever. It's like, it's really hard to, it's really hard to come up with anything to say that. I mean, Bradshaw didn't lose any Super Bowls either, but he wasn't the Montana of his team that Montana was for the 49ers. Exactly. Exactly. He was, um, he was the uh, Trevor Wilson of his team. <laughs> Trevor Wilson. That's interesting. I thought you were saying Trevor Noah. He was a Trevor Noah. Of his team. Trevor Noah. <laughs> um, man, I, I wish Trevor Noah was back on the Daily Show. So uh, we're ending yeah, with. I'm still kind of hoping yes. up for John Stewart, but then again, I'd rather have him be the president. Well, Stewart. So. Have you seen Stewart's show on uh, HBO? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's on or I I'm on HBO, Apple. but on uh, Apple. Apple. Yeah. The very. It's really good. Really good show. Really well done. Extremely thoughtful and, person. And Oliver's show is fantastic. John Oliver's show John is Oliver. fantastic. John Oliver is a maniac. Um. Anyway, we're on to tennis. 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 My number two is uh, a guy who might be your number one, but I'm going with Joko. Who's, who's number one? Serena. So, okay, I've got him reversed. Well, there you go. And And again, very easy to see. Very easy to see. Yeah, Either I mean, are... yeah, Serena's Serena was an interesting player. I mean, so much more power than other players had, and that really was her forte. I guess right. I have Joko number. She had twenty three Grand Slams. Joko has twenty four. But yeah. um, and still playing, and shows and, no and signs, playing. and shows no signs of slowing. Really, I mean, he could fin. Okay, I was gonna say thirty. He's not gonna finish with thirty, but he could finish with twenty seven for God's sakes, which is yeah, insane. 20... 26 or 27 i mean it's it's hard to beat him at the australian open uh, right. nadal's going to return for that actually but he, yeah. he he owns the australian open yeah i mean alcaraz comes back and you know you never know but um that could be his last i mean you just i mean he, yeah, you don't know. he was one set away from being a calendar grand slam this year which is kind of crazy when you think about it but alcaraz is, is so phenomenal even though he seems to be lost. i mean there's so many Yep. Great young players, tennis players. Yeah. Nowadays. I mean, but uh, the reason I have Joko is because he developed 
strove to develop his game still to this day. I mean, he never had the best serve, but now he's he created one. He has a very excellent serve now, and he's just the way he returns. I mean, Serena again, no no disrespect to Serena, no, she was so. all she was always had to be aggressive. She never had to do the same kind of things that Joko did, because um, Joko doesn't. They're different. They're different players, right? Because God, very Joko different is, Yeah, Joko doesn't have. He he's got a great forehand. He doesn't have a overpowering forehand like Serena did. Um, but it's just the way he's developed, and I think the thing that separates Joko from literally any other player is the mental side of the game yeah. and just how he approaches things and how sure. other players pick up on that or try to emulate that. So that's yeah. why he's. You you haven't you haven't convinced me to to spot my my guys, but absolutely it's like we talk about this after almost every tournament, you know, like and Joko's playing and he's in a tough match and then 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 he decides oh I think I'll play now, and yeah. you know and that's it almost seems like that's what it, what happens is like oh I thought I was seeing the world's best players like nope now yeah. I am, and he 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 does that when he so he doesn't have to do yeah, it very often. They talked about that on the tennis podcast. It was a second set tiebreak against Medvedev, who's a fantastic player in his own right, oh, and yeah. actually beat Djokovic in the 2021 U.S. Open final. And they're talking about second set, second set tiebreak of this uh, most recent U.S. Open final. And Medvedev makes this incredible shot, a ridiculous shot that you kind of have to make against players like Djokovic or Alcaraz or Nadal right. or Federer. Right? But he makes this ridiculous, actually takes a lead in the second set tiebreak, 5-4. That's the last point he wins in the tiebreak because he, <laughs> and it, it's because players, yeah. human beings were like, I just hit that shot. I can kind of relax, but you yeah. can't. No. And so, and then Djokovic wins the next three set. I mean, three points and wins, yeah. wins the second set and wins it in the third set. But because the mental side is just, it's a different, different level. It's not even anything I can fathom. I, I can't understand yeah. that kind of thinking because I'm, yeah. I'm not, an athlete like that so that's my as my brother says mental toughness um and and he and he feeds off he talked about kobe in the u.s open final about kobe he has tom i'm not a big fan of tom brady i wasn't a big fan of of kobe either tom brady watches a lot of his match because he feels that same kind of connection with the mental side of the game and how they approach things i mean great players reach out to other great players and like how can i be better i mean that shows humility and it also shows a I want to be the best. Absolutely. And I'm sticking with Serena because part of what you said is like, she is so dominant. She was so much better than, uh, than, than the uh, people. And you can say, it's like, well, she didn't have quite the competition that like Martina did or Everett did. Like, because no one, sorry, can I throw this in real fast? Real fast. Um, Sabalinka won, uh, she got into the semifinals. Um, yeah. At the U.S. Open in the quarterfinals, she has she's never lost. She's only been there six times. And um, Chris, so she's won her first six quarterfinals in Grand Slams. Do you know how many? And Chris Everett holds the record, probably men and women, for most quarterfinals to start their career. One. Do you know how many she won? Chris Everett, I'm going to guess uh, 18. 48. <laughs> 40. 48. Eight. <laughs> That is insane. 48. So if she reached the I knew it was a lot, but I thought 18 slam. was a lot. Yeah, if she reached the quarterfinals of a Grand Slam, she won. She had to reach the quarterfinals first, but if she got there, she won that many quarterfinals. That's, That's absolutely in 48 straight. Insane. That's a lot. Yeah. 
That's that's a lot. That's that's a lot. <laughs> Forty eight would obviously be uh, thirty one more than or thirty five more than uh, the Seahawks scored in week one. So. <laughs> so so you're saying Chris Everett handily defeated the Seahawks in the forty eight to thirteen in the yeah. final preseason game of two thousand twenty three. Yeah, because every time Chris went back to the baseline, she was like, huh, another guy wide open over the middle? This is easy. (laughs) Why are you the worst? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.